What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's good, my people? Welcome into Buckets, Action Network's daily NBA betting podcast. We're in the workshop. The fellas are back, fresh off the turkey break. AC Analytics capper, Albert Wynn. I got J Money, is money. Mr. AKA Smack City is in the building. I am Sean Little. You know the routine. First of all, we're presented by the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM, and... Go download the Action Network app, man. That's where all the info is at. That's where all the plays are at. Info across the board for all sports. College football is coming up. Tons of stuff there. College basketball is now rolling. NBA, of course. That's where we come in. Go download the Action Network app. Get all the plays you need to make some money here. You know the routine. We give the play. We give the cap. We get you guys out of here. Wednesday, NBA slate. AC, analytics capper. How you doing and what you looking at? I'm doing good, man. Happy Thanksgiving for everybody, you and yours, your loved ones. Thank you for jumping on tonight. I'm going to go with the Clippers right now. It's minus one. You can do money line. You can do minus one, minus one and a half. I don't care. Give me all the smoke. I think the Clippers are going to come out strong Wednesday night. Jay Money is money. You know the man. Wednesday NBA slate. What's the play? I'm on the New Orleans Pelicans plus the one. All right, and I am taking the Phoenix Suns minus one and a half. All right, let's jump right into it, boys. Interesting slate, couple small numbers here on a Wednesday. AC, I'm coming right back to you. Tell me why you like the Clippers here in Sacramento on the road. Kings are on a back-to-back. Yeah, I'm breaking one of my rules here, guys. I don't like short favorites, whether it's a home or an away team. But I think the Clippers are in a great spot. Obviously, we know they just got embarrassed by uh, second-string Denver Nuggets team in LA, 104-113. That's a bad, really, really bad loss at home. I think they were like 11 or 12-point favorites. No Jokic, no Jamal Murray, and they lost outright. They had to sit around and stew on that loss for a little bit. Sacramento is playing Tuesday night. You expect it to be a run-and-gun type game with the Golden State Warriors. They've been going back and forth now for like a year and a half. It's a really nice rivalry there in Northern California. But I think this is a good spot for LA. I know everyone's really down on the trade. They had to do it from, you know, like a star power perspective. They have a lot going on from their new arena opening up next year, things like that. So I think they had to make the trade for Harden. I don't know if the fit is great. We can get into that another time. But for this night specifically, I do think the boys are going to show up, and I think the Clippers are really, really going to take advantage of Sacramento being on a second night of back-to-back, and there's no Keegan Murray. So there's not going to be that much size on the perimeter to really deal with the Kawhis, the PGs, the Hardens. And then my my third final thing when it comes to this matchup here, the Kings actually has been dominating them head-to-head. They've won the last three, including an epic 176-175 game uh last february if you guys remember it was a crazy crazy game but they've won the last three outright 
as dogs. And so this is a good spot again for Clippers to again not only cover money line the spread, but this is a potential blowout in my opinion. Potential blowout. Jay, can you get there in this spot with the Clippers? They got to bounce back after that embarrassing. It wasn't an embarrassing spot to lose to the Nuggets missing all their key fellas. Yeah, I don't have much on this game. I'll be perfectly honest. I didn't even really look into it that much. I'd like for the Kings, if I wanted to fade the Kings here, I'd like for them to win versus the Warriors. I like fading teams on the second half of back-to-back after getting a big tournament win. So as it stands right now, they're getting smacked up. They're down 17 at the half. If they get blown out and get a chance to rest their starters, I wouldn't be looking towards fading the Kings. It doesn't mean that they can't get it done, but I just think it's a better spot if they have to expand more energy in this one. So toss-up type of game. I'm rooting for my guy AC obviously the Clippers are in total disarray as well but they could bounce back off a horrible loss in this one my guy so I'm rooting for the Clippers here yep consensus sits right about 230 and a half minus one minus one and a half in some spots so if you see that one out there try to snatch that up on the Clippers all right Jay money is money I'm coming right back to you talk to me about your boys the Pelicans yeah, don't love the spot here. Don't love the card, to be honest with you. But this is a spot I'll rock with the Pelicans. As long as they're not facing the Utah Jazz, I think they'll look a little bit better here. <laughs> they had cover six straight games for whatever reason, man. They've lost five straight up there in Utah. So I don't know if it's the altitude that gets to them, guys like Zion. But with or without Zion, they just can't win in Utah. So they come back at the house off of two straight tough losses in Utah. They, before that, they had cover six straight spreads. You got the Sixers coming off a huge game. They just smacked up the Lakers by like 40-some points in that one. They do have the Celtics on deck as well, so somewhat of a little sandwich spot. Big game versus the Lakers. Now they go on the road versus the other conference, the Western Conference opponent, before a big game versus the Celtics. So I'll ride with the Pelicans in this one, starting to get a little bit more healthier. Um, I think they'll probably close as the favorites in this game. Jay, how big of a deal is it that they're coming off that massive win Philadelphia versus the Lakers is it just one of those spots where they got two marquee spots coming up here and they're potentially overlooking this Pelicans team yeah, honestly, I don't think they're overlooking them. This, my bet here is based mainly on the Pelicans. It's not really a fade of the Sixers because obviously the Sixers are great. But then when I look at it and see that they have the Celtics on deck, uh, that really kind of makes it a little bit more juicy, especially when they're going on the road to face a Western Conference opponent. And this team has been traveling all over the place as well. They had two games on the road, Atlanta, Brooklyn. Then they came home for one game versus Cleveland, back out on the road for, versus Minnesota, then Oklahoma City. Then one game at the house versus the Lakers, a blowout win now back on the road before you go to Boston as well. So regardless of the spot of the Sixers, I think it's a buy spot for the Pelicans to get back on track at the house where they play their best basketball. And also, when you look at it a little deeper, it is a good spot to possibly fade the Sixers coming off a big win as well. AC, how do you feel about that spot? Yeah, I like it, man. So New Orleans coming off three straight road games. Obviously, they didn't, two of them were in Utah. They didn't play very well. They lost both of those games outright. And this is a potential look-ahead spot for Philly. It's a one-game-on-the-road type of thing into New Orleans, which is you know a, a city where maybe the nightlife is not like Miami or L.A., but there's definitely stuff to do in New Orleans. And then they have to fly back out day of the game to go back to Boston. So I like the spot here. And if you look at their head-to-head history, right? I'm not a big trends guy at all. I like spots just like Jay, depending on schedule, rest advantage, who's in, who's out, what the form is, recent form, things like that. But if you do look at the head-to-head last 10, the Sixers have won, you know, eight of those 10 games, but they don't really cover. It's actually the Pelicans that have covered for the most part there. So even if they don't get the win, 
they'll be able to cover here. Jay's looking to get that to outright win, right? Because it's Pelicans plus one, which again, for those who listened earlier, I don't like the short favorite. So by default already, I'm going to like the Pelicans in this game. And I think we all know if the Pelicans are playing up to their capability, which is going to be like really tough nose defense and then Zion dominating the paint, I think they can, you know, they can run with anybody. Five straight unders have hit in Pelicans games as well. Keep an eye on that. Joel Embiid, these are some these numbers are starting to get super inflated for the big two for Philadelphia. Embiid is up to 32 and a half on the points prop over under. Tyrese Max is at 26 and a half. So keep an eye on those. And a team that's gone under and five straight in the Pelicans, if you're looking at props, that might be something to dig into and get a little more info there. Buckets is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, I'm going to Toronto. Phoenix Suns on the road. I'm taking the road squad here. Suns minus one and a half, minus 110. We'll call it that. I've seen some ones in the market. I've seen one and a half. We'll call it official. Suns minus one and a half, minus 110. This is flat out a tough scheduling spot for the Raptors. Six games in eight days, five being on the road. And they've been tough, tough road games. No easy road games here. At Orlando, at Cleveland, at Brooklyn. And by the way, we could shoot a whole podcast on the Orlando Magic. They are sensational. I love watching them. They get busy on the defensive end. They're super deep at the guard all the way down to Gary Harris. But yes, a lot of tough games on the road for Toronto. Now they have a back-to-back at home versus Phoenix. They'll just be getting home and then have to turn around and play the high-powered offense that is the Suns the last 10-plus games here. If you go back and watch the Brooklyn Nets game tonight as we shoot this on Tuesday night, they look worn out. The Raptors look tired. If you go back and watch the fourth, they gave up 39 points to the Nets. It's just a really bad scheduling spot, in my opinion, for this Raptor squad. Now, Suns have won seven in a row, playing great on offense during that stretch. Number one in offensive rating in that seven, but 29th in pace, fellas. So they've been getting in the half court and busting people's ass. So it's not like they're just up and down running the floor like the, the Pacers. They're last in pace, but number one in offensive rating. That's pure efficiency. That's getting in their sets and doing what you want to do in the half court on that side of the rock. So I'm taking a little flyer on Kevin Durant coming back. Now, I was at the Garden on Monday. He went through warm-ups, was stretching. He actually looked really good. I actually thought he was going to go against the Knicks, ends up being a late scratch. Now, in a perfect world, us Suns backers here at minus one and a half would get Kevin Durant back and then potentially get a couple guys to rest on the Raptors on that back-to-back. That's wishful thinking, but it's still a possibility. I expect KD to go, but even if Kevin Durant doesn't go, I like this spot for the Suns. They continue to roll, led by Devin Booker. Now, let's talk about Durant in November. I know everyone's been talking about how efficient he is, but I need you to pay attention to some of these numbers. 50%, this is the month of November, 54% on 20 shots a game, 59 from three on five attempts, 33, seven, and six, 92% from the line. The last four games for Durant, 35 points, seven rebounds, eight and a half assists on 62, 67, and 100 
50% splits. He has been absolutely lights out here. Last point on this matchup. The Raptors have been scoring a big chunk of their points via the fast break. Number one in the NBA in fast break percentage points at 15%. The Suns play really good fast break defense. Number seven in fast break points allowed at 12.9. It's also tough to run the break when you're extremely tired, like I expect the Raptors to be here after coming off this road stretch and getting back home. Give me the Suns minus one and a half. If Kevin Durant comes back, great. I love it then. AC, how do you feel about that spot? Yeah, so I agree with you with a caveat. So I, I really do like the Sun spot here. Potentially, they might be looking ahead. They play Denver next, right? That's going to be a huge, huge match. Denver, Memphis, and then Golden State. So three straight Western Conference rivals right there. But with that being said, I like the Suns if there's no Kevin Durant. I know it's a little counterintuitive. I know it's a little weird to have that kind of mindset. But if there's Grayson Allen, if Yuta's going to play, I think Nasir Little's already out. I think he has a personal thing Wednesday night. But I think if their bench guys are playing, I think that's more than enough to take care of Toronto. I think if they try to integrate Durant back into it, it might kind of ruin their mojo. Sean mentioned it, right? They've won seven straight. A lot of it was without Kevin Durant. They try to do this on the road against a weaker team. That's when you kind of see the weaker team kind of come up. But then if he gets saved for then for the Denver game, that's something I would look forward to more than trying to integrate him to a weaker team. That's my opinion. And also, if you like the Suns, I would also do the Suns first half. So I would do Suns first half and full game because I think at worst that goes one and one, and hopefully it goes two and zero. Yeah, Durant only missed one game. He missed that game against. The Knicks. He's been there for a majority of them. He missed yeah. versus the Grizzlies. So he missed versus Grizzlies and versus Knicks. So and the Knicks. The last yeah. couple games. But yep. yeah, Durant getting back in the fold. I disagree. I think that would help overall, especially against a tired Raptor squad that is just middling on defense. If they have to deal with him along with the other guys, I like the Suns more with Durant, but I like him without him as well. Jay Money, talk to me about that spot. Suns minus one and a half in Toronto. Yeah, I can't talk you off. First off, Devin Booker for MVP. Nobody thinks it's even possible, but the plus 3,000 is just, it was too high of a number. If he keeps this up, I know he's missed some games, but he still, I looked at everything before I placed a bid. He could still miss nine more games and he'd still be at the 65 game mark. See what I'm saying? So he has some cushion there to miss even more games, which I don't think he misses nine. This guy has been climbing the ladder every single year, but I mean, even with just Devin Booker, I think they get it done. This Raptors team isn't good. You look at the names of the players. They're not a bad team, but their half-court offense absolutely struggles, and that's why they have to get out and run and gun, Sean. So if you limit them to half-court offense, a half-court offense is as could only look towards the Suns, keep it going. Nobody thinks that this is a top-tier team in the West, but yeah. they're about to start showing people they have a favorable schedule here coming up. They got a couple uh, long home stands as well. I think the Suns keep it going, and they might go on a really long winning streak, and that's going to be good for my Devin Booker MVP. So they've won seven straight. They have the wrist advantage versus the Raptors. I don't think the Raptors have anything for them, even with regular risk advantage. So, could only look towards the Suns in this one. Even though they have Nuggets on deck, I still think they keep it going and take an eight-game win streak into their game versus Nuggets. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a bad number. I think it should be closer to three, three and a half, if anything. Give me the Suns here, minus one and a half. Other games on the list, (laughs) I wanted to, my initial thought, fellas, before we get out of here, was I was going to take Orlando minus whatever number it was, and I saw it was 10. And I was like, damn, maybe they, they, they catch it up a little bit. I know it's Washington, <laughs> but double digits is, is still tough there. 
And then the other game on the list that we didn't touch was Lakers-Pistons. Lakers minus seven coming off that big spot. To be honest, Jay, I thought that's where you were going to be going on a bounce-back Jay spot with those guys coming off a big L, playing a, a lesser opponent who they've been beating up on all year. It's only a seven-point number in Detroit. It feels a little trappy. I mean, shit, I, I'm not looking towards the Pistons. Uh, the Pistons are off my radar. This is a team that I thought was going to be somewhere like – they had the Pistons and the Rockets to be just right there. They were horrible last year, got a new coach, have a ton of young, talented players, you know what I'm saying? But this Pistons team, once you lose to the Wizards and you lose like that and get smacked up, I'm all the way off the Pistons. Like you said, the Lakers have won five straight from them. The Pistons have been covering versus the Lakers. Like, I'm not looking towards laying seven, seven and a half on the road with the Lakers, but this is definitely a bounce-back spot. The Pistons are down in the depths. They're not doing well. And one thing I figured out about the Lakers, they'll win one, lose one, like as far as on the point spread. For whatever reason, they don't lose back-to-back games as far as on the point spread, and they don't win back-to-back games. They lost the last one by a ton. I'd be looking for them to bounce back versus this trash-ass Pistons team. AC? I wanted to make a comment on the the Magic game. I agree with you. Like, Orlando's playing really well. Paolo's, he made another jump, right? He was already – Bonafide rookie of the year last year, but he made even a, a larger jump into like a legit all-star this year. But if you don't want to do the spread there, the number there is too large. For me, the easiest thing to do is to fade Washington's defense. So look into like Orlando's team total over. I mean, that team gives out 130 points like every game. Like Washington's defense is so bad and they play so fast that it doesn't even matter if you're bricking a ton of shots. You're just going to get a ton of offensive rebounds and get wide open threes that way. So if you want to back the magic, but not the number, that's something that I would do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I would look at Washington's team total on the under. Like Jalen Suggs through, they bring a lot of fire. They're a really, really fun team to watch. Number one in defensive rating last, I think, a dozen games, if not more. They've been really, really good. I know it hurts you a little bit because Orlando's Chicago is tied a little bit at the hip right now with that big trade. And right now Orlando looks good and Chicago looks bad. Listen, man, nothing nothing bothers me about the Chicago Bulls. I, 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 I'm so past even being bothered by anything they do. It's a poverty franchise across the board. Reinsdorf should be ashamed of himself for the Bulls, White Sox. That's a whole, whole nother conversation. Don't even bring the Bulls up out here. All right, to recap, J Money is money. Pelicans plus one at home versus the Sixers. AC analytics cappers on the Clippers minus one at Sacramento. I'm on the Suns minus one and a half in Toronto for AC and Lewis Capper. For J Money is Money. I am Sean Little. Go download the Action Network app presented by the King of Sportsbooks, Bet MGM. We'll see y'all next time, aka tomorrow. Don't forget it. Get buckets, baby. Action Network reminds you please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.